Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Now, though, let's talk rodents. And if you've ever had a rodent problem at your home, you will no doubt have sympathy for the beleaguered South Dunedin countdown, which, despite repeated efforts, cannot rid itself of its rat problem. Pest control was spent the weekend trying to get these critters out of the supermarket. But Woolworths today announced it would remain closed for another 24 hours after more rats were found today. And now... Another supermarket in another part of the country has a problem. Uh, footage from a supermarket in Christchurch showed a mouse on an uncovered bowl of salad. So what is the danger of rodents around food and what makes them so difficult to get rid of? Well, to help answer these questions and many more, we have Dr. Paul Craddock on the line now. Uh, Dr. Good evening. Uh, oh, good evening. I was just going to continue introducing you. Um, uh, Dr. Craddock has, has been in the pest control and, and biosecurity industry for more than 20 years. Um, and just before we get into it, Paul, I will just say you're not part of the eradication program happening at, at either of the, well, at, at the particular supermarket that we reference. We're speaking more generally about the issues here rather than what's actually going on in Dunedin, yeah? Yeah, that's correct. Indeed. All right. Good to get that um, out of the way there. Um. Tell me, though, is a supermarket a good environment for a rat to be in? Uh, Generally speaking, yes. I mean, what you've got in a supermarket, as you know, there's plenty of food around. So there's a lot of attractive smells uh, just from the making of um, the foodstuffs. Plus, there's a lot of rubbish. So there's a lot of waste disposal. So that's, you know, the bins and everything like that are smelling absolutely lovely for rodents. Uh, Big open areas so they can kind of sneak in and lots of places to hide and things like that. So, yes, it is definitely a place that, that, you know, rats and mice like to be. So why is it so hard to get rid of them when they do get into places like this? Because we are much cleverer, I think it's fair to say, than rats and mice. Yeah, generally speaking, yes, but we've got to remember that rats you know, and mice, you know, they don't have internet access, so all they have yeah. to do is kind of eat and survive. So they uh, focus all their time on that. So they're very, very good and very, uh, you know, what they call cryptic. So they can hide away in little, little corners. Um, they can climb through little holes and they can hide in wall spaces and places like that. So when they hear people all around, they just hide. Um, and so they're often coming out at night when there's no one about. And uh, so that's why they can kind of be difficult to control, simply because, first of all, you don't know that you've got them for a wee while. Uh. Uh, Once you do, they're kind of saying, well, you know, I'm quite happy where I am and I'm quite happy eating the food that I am. Why would I, you know, go into that trap or that other device that you might be trying to trap me with when I'm quite happy just sort of doing my own thing in the corner? What are the telltale signs, apart from little nibble marks on stuff, that you've got rats or mice in your house? Well, generally speaking, yes. It's, first of all, the people seem tend to notice the damage. So yeah. they're seeing things being chewed on and things like that. The next thing is often they will notice droppings. So they will see the mouse or the rodent droppings in cupboards or pantries or just in places like that. Um, 
can be associated with a little bit of a smell. Mice particularly can smell, so there's sort of certainly an odor. You'll you'll know it if you've got them, you know, under your sink or something mm-hmm. like that. And there's the telltale noises at night, the scritching or scrabbling sounds in the walls and ceilings at night as they're, they're rattling around. And obviously, the most obvious one is you see them. You come in and I turn on the light in the kitchen, and one shoots across the floor yeah. and scares the hell. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and they're little they're little ninjas, aren't they? Like they can climb up. I, I was amazed when I heard this. They they can climb up curtains and um and and you know pilot advanced aircraft. They they're very industrious and resourceful creatures, aren't they? Yeah, very much so. Particularly rats are very good climbers, so they can climb trees and and can you know leap vertically um, <laughs> quite a distance, centimeters. Um, and then there's a little Houdini part. They can squeeze through very narrow holes. So a mouse, for example, can get through a hole that's sort of eight millimeters wide. So if Stop they get their it. head through it, they get body through it, and they can kind of you know almost um, squeeze through and 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 push the way, push their way through. Rats, obviously, being a bit bigger, slightly bigger hole. And if the hole's not big enough, they just use their sharp teeth and chew it until the hole is big enough, and then they get in. So uh, often people will find the sign will be. Um, Chew marks around pipe work under the sink where the rats have, or, or mice have gained entry. Is the fear that lots of people have of rats and mice, is it a rational fear? Well, it's like everything, you know, how rational is it? Yes, yeah. they are a pest and they very definitely can cause harm to human beings. Um, they are known to spread, you know, foodborne illnesses and things like that. I mean, obviously, you don't want um, a rat poo in your food, but just other things like they are, as they w- walk around the place and explore an environment, they're constantly kind of coming into contact with dirt. Um, they're dribbling urine all the time. So, you know, even just the act of walking over your plates and cups and knives and forks in the cupboard uh, potentially can spread, you know, foodborne illnesses. Um, and, you know, they're making a bit of a smell. There's obviously dead bodies, the noise and all that sort of stuff. And then there's the damage that they can do apart from food. So things like they can chew pipework. Um, so this is plumbing pipes and electrical wires and things like that. And they are known to cause leaks and, you know, your plumbing in the wall or electrical faults and things like that. So, look, they can do damage in, in more than one way. Because, I, I mean, you know... Rats in particular have got a pretty bad rap because of the whole, you know, black plague thing and hundreds of millions of people dying and, and so on and so forth. But my executive producer, Tim, actually suggested to me earlier today that um, that rats were not necessarily – there's a growing, growing body, body of knowledge that, that suggests that rats were not solely responsible for the spread of the black plague and that perhaps, uh, you know, they've gotten a bit of an unnecessarily bad rap when it comes to how dirty or indeed disease-ridden rats are. Yeah, well, I mean, that's right. They sort of haven't lived down the black plague. I mean, as an individual animal, they are, you know, as clean as they can be, but just remembering they're in, in dirty environments. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, how, how clean is your dog and your cat and all that sort of stuff. So they do kind of get a little bit of a bad rap. And, they, you know, obviously a very intelligent animal. Um, they're smart and they're, they're very wily in, in how they live their lives. So, you know, they, it's like anything, you know, it's six for one and a half dozen the other. Mm. You know, people keep rats as, and mice as pets, and rats particularly are very clever pets, can be taught tricks and you know, are smart and, and make a great pet. But again, it's the whole, do you really want one hiding under your sink and uh, urinating on your plates and in your food and things like that? Yeah. They can be taught to be Michelin star chefs, indeed, if, um, if the movies are anything to go by, but that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Well, that's correct, yes. Paul, is a, is a mice infestation worse than a rat infestation well look it's all relative really because i mean mice can breed pretty rapidly so your mouse infestation can go from one mouse to many mice very very quickly you're talking three three or four weeks um rats take a little bit longer rats are obviously larger eat a bit more 
Um, but, you know, look, both are probably equally as, as yucky, generally speaking. So, you know, not a lot of difference between the two. Rats are, the, rats are big boys. Like, what's the biggest rat you've ever encountered? Well, look, the bigger rats, you know, is the what's called the Norway rat. It's it's often short short name is the is the, the water rat. Yeah, right. And these are quite a large. And you're getting, you know, half a kilo of rats, um, <laughs> 30 to 40 centimetres long. You know, these are these are big rats. No, they're less common. Uh, the more common rat is what's called the ship rat. It's slightly smaller, but that's the good climber. And this is the rat that's a real problem in our native environments because it can climb trees and, you know, uh, impacts native birds and wildlife and so on. Um, but yeah, they they can get a reasonable sort of a size in the right environment. Getting a couple of texts through along the same line saying, um, you can't only get a, a sniffer dog and a cat. They'll, they'll sort it out. Um, how effective are dogs and cats, particularly rat hunting dogs and, and cats, at keeping rodents out of the house? Well, it depends about, the, I guess, the house. I mean, just yeah. generally speaking, obviously rodents are going to try and avoid cats and dogs. Um, and obviously there's those sniffer dogs which can detect their presence or absence, which is a useful tool, particularly in a conservation context when you've got a, you know, a rat dog that can sniff things out um, on you know things like islands and so on like that. Uh, and generally speaking, as I say, that the rodents will avoid cats um, and cat environments. So if you've got a cat around, it just keeps them away. However, having said that, they're also uh, you know reasonably smart and they can you know know that they if they're hiding in the ceiling, the cat can't get them. So look, generally speaking, it's a useful tool and can help. Um, but look, it's not foolproof like anything. A couple of uh, months ago, my cat caught a mouse and brought it inside the house and then promptly lost it, and it ran into our office. And uh, my partner, who was home at the time, I wasn't home at the time, but my partner, she um, she doesn't like mice. And so she got all of these books and created like a race course route out of the mm-hmm. um, office and, and, out, and hopefully out the door. But then when she went in, she couldn't find the, 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 the mouse in question. Um, if you do know that you've got a mouse and you're pretty sure you know where it is, what's the best thing to do apart from call you? Well, there's not a lot. I mean, the mouse is going to be in there a lot of the time, particularly if it's been brought in by a cat. It's not going to want to be there, yeah. so it's going to want to leave. It's also going to be freaked out. It's going to be hiding. So it could be hiding in any tiny corner or crack and crevice. If you've got a mouse like that, I mean, your options are to try and trap it out or you know, leave the door open and, and walk away and just let it find its own way out, which generally speaking will do pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, traps and devices like that are, are, are generally speaking pretty good. But, you know, one freaked out mouse may be hunkering down and may wait, you know, several hours to a day before it actually mm. ventures out. Um, so, unfortunately, it may still be there. Um, hopefully not. And as I say, often they, if they're not in the place they like to be, they, they get out pretty quickly. Do you, uh, you I, I imagine that you don't particularly like rats and mice, but do you respect them? Um, look, yes, again, you know, you, you do respect them. And, and some of the uh, many people who have worked in the industry for many, many years realize, hey, you know, you've got to show an interest in this animal because you, you, you're trying to get rid of it. So, look, you do certainly respect them. And uh, you certainly are surprised all the time at, at what some of these animals will get up to. And there's often very shy animals that you're trying to control or, or in an environment. And, you you know, you can't figure out how to catch them. Um, they just avoid all your devices and they avoid baits and they avoid all that sort of stuff. So clearly, you know, they've got some brains in there. Um, so you've got to respect that. You just say, hey, these guys are giving us a run for them for our money. Paul, just finally on this, um, you know, it's hard to find a needle in a haystack. I imagine it's pretty hard to find a mouse in a supermarket as well. How would you go about trying to get on top of this issue if you were a great cavernous space full of food like a supermarket? 
Well, yeah, this is when you start to get into more of the high-tech stuff. So a lot of smart technology has been used these days. I mean, there's the old-fashioned sort of traps and uh, bait stations, but these days now there's things like smart cameras and devices that are able to detect rodents just um, through infrared and things like that. So a lot of that technology goes into it these days with professional pest controllers. So they can um, put those devices in a supermarket and they can then understand where the animal is and there's ways of attracting it into traps and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, and then it all is all linked through the internet. So your phone goes ding, and you get a notification that you know, device number four hundred and seventy eight has just had a detection, and, and away you go. So it's a matter of just you know understanding what the mouse is feeding on, placing those devices in the right place, um, and then you know keeping on top of it and, and keep monitoring the situation until you catch the animal. Problem being, you don't know if there's only one. There may yeah. be more than one. You've got to be very very focused and say, okay, let's keep going until we haven't had any detections for a, a period of time. Um, so that's what will be happening in, in those locations down in Christchurch and even at the moment. We have the technology. Good luck to those supermarkets as well. Paul Craddock, thanks so much for your time tonight. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Good night. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.